Well, hello, and welcome to the first episode of Inspiring Business. My name is Mark Bullock. I'm the co-founder of phoneblogger.net, videosocials.net, and now of Video Interview Podcast Services, where we facilitate marketing services and systems for professional services firms, including attorneys, financial professionals, coaches, and consultants. Every episode, uh, the intent of this series is I interview business thought leaders who make a difference in the world through their services, their products, or ideas. You can find the show on YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, basically anywhere that you might look for a podcast. Today, my guest is Judy Heft, and we'll be discussing what the show is all about, essentially is what's inspired Judy and how she inspires the people that she works with to uh, improve their lives and improve their businesses. Welcome, Judy. Hi, Mark. Thank you. Great to be here. Terrific. So I think the best place to start is, you know, who are you? What, what are you, what is your business and, and, and how did you get into it? Thanks, Mark. So hi, I'm Judy Heft, financial and lifestyle concierge, and we're celebrating 26 years in business this year, which I'm very excited about. How did I get into this business? Mm, that's a good question. So I grew up in the family retail business. My mother actually was a pioneer and opened a retail store in 1955 without any experience. And I learned a lot from her. I learned how to be a businesswoman. And that's what I really brought to the table. And so when business was changing, retail business was changing, I had to figure out how to reinvent myself. So I took my backroom knowledge of a business and turned it into a bookkeeping business. I, I learned how to do bookkeeping the old fashioned double entry ledger way. Got it. Got it. So what are you doing now? I mean, obviously, you're not just doing bookkeeping. I, I know that your business is is, uh, is pretty specialized, but uh, really an amazing service that you provide. Can you outline for us what that what your primary service is that Absolutely. So the, the real meat and potatoes of our business, what we've been doing for the last probably 25 years is a bookkeeping and bill pay for high net worth individuals. I started this business working with the senior population, which is the 80 to 100 year olds, not 50 plus. And, uh, you know, I found that they were overwhelmed. And I loved that because I was really felt like I was helping people. It was just such a wonderful thing to be doing. I liked working with the seniors. And then I was networking, actually, at a senior event, and one of the women there said to me, Judy, do you only work with seniors? And I said, no, not realizing that other people could use our services, too. And that's really how it all exploded. I started helping her. She was overwhelmed. She would come home from work. And those were the times when you could just, they would call you up, for instance, cable company would call you up and say, you didn't pay your bill, and you could pay it over the phone. And she would just swoop all the bills and throw them in a shopping bag and throw them in the closet and not worry about them. She just couldn't function after work. She was going through a lot. So uh, that's how I started. That's how it really grew. I actually helped her. I was in the beginning, I was doing a little bit of uh, office organizing, home office organizing too. And I uh, got her all set up and I found her a $16,000 dividend check that she didn't know she even had. So there's a lot of rewards there, really helping people get organized and uh, get their, you know, heads on straight financially. Absolutely. And, and what I'm hearing, Judy, is, is that uh, it, it is all about helping, right? So it's not just a book, bookkeeping service. It's not just a bill pay service. It's the end result is you're actually helping people to get through tough times, to get through being disorganized with their finances, 
or to get through um, um, finding themselves in the situations where they're overwhelmed. They've got too much to, 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 to be chasing and tra keeping track of, et cetera. And entree, what you do really makes a difference for them in the fact that now they're not paying things late. Now they're not having things slip through the cracks. Now that and, and do you um, and do you then take it to the next level and help them plan and actually you know start budgeting and 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 and, and really looking forward instead of just after the fact like most book frankly most bookkeeping services are, are, are kind of you know <laughs> accounting for what happened in the past and and I think I know the answer to this but I'd, I'd like to hear it from you. How do you help them look for, look to the future? Yes. And, you know, that's why I thought a few years ago, maybe, you know, oh, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, I decided to call myself a concierge, financial concierge, because we do a lot more than bookkeeping. We help people get organized. We help them create spending plans. You know, what I a budget, I like to call it a spending plan. It's not as daunting. Clients like that better. Uh, and then, and we, you know, we help them with all kinds of projects if they're, we work closely with their trust and estates attorney to help them plan for the future because, you know, we approach running a household like running a small business and you really need to know your numbers. And some people don't realize that. I think today we're swiping our credit card and Apple Pay or, you know, so many different ways of paying that we don't pay attention necessarily to what we're spending on. It's just so easy to go online and buy something and not pay attention to it. Absolutely. So we help our people figure out, you know, what are they... What are they spending it on? And also, you know, what's interesting too, in the same vein, people sign mm -hmm. up for things and then they forget about it or they don't even know they oh, signed up yeah. for it. And they have all these reoccurring charges on their credit card. I had a client not too long ago that was paying $35 a month for AOL services in this day. <laughs> and it wasn't an elderly client. It was a younger client. So it's just been interesting. Yeah. Well, I... I just you know, personal story. I had that with um, oh, what's the name of it? Um, it was the uh, you know audio uh, audio books, um, mm -hmm. Audible actually. Yeah, and, Audible. And it, and, it, and it was like you know I had built up all of, all of these because I had this you know dream that you know, I don't have time, so I'll I'll just you know I'll buy the books via audio and and that way I can listen to them when I'm driving or or, or whatever the case may be, and and I and I have but it had built up you know like seven or eight books you know seven or eight credits and. And I'm like, I'm not using this thing. And it's like six months later and it's not, you know, it's not crazy expensive, oh, but it, you know, it's, it's, it, it adds up, up, right. You know, to hundreds of dollars a year and, and I'm not using it. And it was like, and it was, it was actually difficult to shut it down. Cause it's like, Oh, I'm going to lose my, I'm going to And no, they give you, you know, they give the opportunity to use the credits, et, et cetera. And you can still listen to the books that you've already bought. So anyway, even somebody like me who I really pay attention to that. I don't like to have, you know, recurring expenses that aren't required, right? That's the, the, you know, it just, it just popped up. So I'm sure that it, that it happens, especially if, if you've, you've got the resources where it isn't that big a deal where you're not necessarily feeling it. Right. So it's, it's not impacting your daily lives. So it's not, you know, it's not showing up as a red flag. So I, I can only imagine that, having you look at and question, are you using this? Do you need this? Is there, is there another, is there another option that, that might be less expensive so that they're not just squandering, you know, money. I mean, I, I think all of us hate to squander our resources. Right. So. Of course. 
So, yeah, I think especially like something like that, what is it, like $15 a month? You'd think, oh, it's $15, I'll get it next month. And then the next thing you know, it's a year later and, you know, it's like almost $200 <laughs> and there you are, like you didn't even use this thing. So, yeah, you know, gym memberships, people sign up for and they don't use them and just other things. Some people that like to, um, you you know, you buy something online and it says there's this teeny, teeny, teeny little box that says check it here and we'll charge you every month for the rest of your life. And people don't even see that box. They didn't even know they checked it off. So we do a lot of that type of thing, too. Yeah. And I think most of the time, those types of services that they have that that box checked for you. Yeah. That's... You have to uncheck it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right? So I, I, I think basically everybody can 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 relate to that. But do do you have any other stories where uh, you mentioned that somebody had some found money? I, do you have any stories around where somebody may, yeah. have, may have found resources they didn't even know they had or they had forgotten about? Well, not really that. Another story similar to the other one, I have a client, this was a couple of years ago, who uh, has three, four, four teenage boys and, you know, they were buying things on iTunes, playing some video games, and then they didn't realize, and then, then they were clicking pay now, pay now, and she had accumulated about $1,500 in one or two months worth of charges. So we were able to get those all credited back to her. We saw them and we said, whoa, what is this? Is this legit? And the kid didn't realize, or maybe he did, but he was a teenage boy, so he didn't really <laughs> want to realize. But anyway, those kinds of things. But yeah, it's been a lot of that. Wonderful. And and as you're helping people you know, bring to light things that they, they've either set off at the side, they've ignored because they just got too much going on, et cetera, um, do you see or do you have examples where, where where people have really, you know, now they're working off of a budget, they have much are much more clear eyed uh, moving forward um, and, and, and that you feel like they've really kind of transformed their um, their attitudes about money and, and, and paying attention to what they're doing? A little bit. That's one of the things I've been doing for a little while. It's some mindset coaching. And I think that's what a lot of it is. It's, you know, changing your mindset around money because we don't pay attention. And maybe those are the habits that we brought down from our parents or the other adults in our lives that taught us as we were children. And part of the money coaching thing is going back and looking at where did those habits come from and how can we change our mindset around that? You know, it's we're working with a client right now, a young man who has gambling addiction and his parents actually hired us to help him. You know, it's a high net worth uh, family and he's right. really needs to be reined in. He has a lot of credit card debt and we're trying to help him, you know, just to not spend on all of this extra stuff and just be more cognizant of what he's doing. So we're working with him and we do a lot of other types of lifestyle, you know, the lifestyle mm -hmm. piece is brand new. And so with that, we're doing other projects and some of those are financial. We're working with clients who are contemplating divorce and they have no idea what they spent. It goes back to what I said in the beginning with the credit cards and Venmo today and Zelle, you don't know what PayPal, we don't know what we're spending. And so, you know, we're going back, six months and looking at everything that they're spending so that they know what they need when they go into their divorce, what they know how to, you know, so we help them figure out their financial affidavit. So we do a lot of that kind of work too, helping people. So hopefully they'll change. 
So yeah, from so even in in it, so in a divorce, that's a that's a life transit. That's probably one of the biggest life transitions, right? Exactly. So so you're able to help them to prepare for that transition, so they're not coming into it blind. But I'm sure there's other big life transitions, you know, as well. I can imagine if somebody moves, you know, or a major job change, or or, or something like that. Are, are are these good good times for people to connect with you and 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 Absolutely. and have you help them look at how that circumstance is, is going to affect them? Oh, definitely. Yeah, we take a look at all of that stuff. So for instance, we also, we've been working with some uh, executors to help them settle estates when they really have no idea how to do that. And that's really a good way to look at things and see what's really involved and what needs to be done. And working closely with the attorneys on those types of things too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And now the, and now the, the other interesting thing is I'm sure that your website has information. I know that you've, that you've done blogs on a, on a lot of this stuff. I know that you've recorded videos on a lot of this stuff because you're a video socials member and I've seen you record, you know, many, many of these videos. So where can, where can people find that information? And let's start talking about the books that you've written. So they can find all the information is on our website, judithheff.com. There's lots, all the blogs are up there. We have a whole list of resources there. We have books up from authors that we recommend, good financial books that we think are important. You know, our team, of course, is on there. And then all our services are listed on there. And our book is next book. So my first book I wrote, well, five years ago now is How to Be Smart, Successful and Organized with Your Money. And that's been really great. That was kind of a, like a guideline of experience. And I took that. Actually, I wrote that book from some of the blogs I had been written. I took some of those blogs that I thought were applicable and we put those into a book. And now the next book is coming out in May, actually, May 10th. It's Mastering Your Financial Life Cycles. So okay. that's really a great manual. And it's just we start from birth and we explain, tell people what they need to expect. I mean, I don't think people realize how expensive it is to have a baby and what you need to do. And, you know, documents you need to get, you need to redo your will, you need to change your beneficiaries if need be, you know, planning for the future. So we, there's a lot of good hints in there and some good checklists. So what, ins what inspired you to write the, to write the second book? Because I, I think obviously there's financial planners and, and, you know, there's this whole world of, of, of estate planning, et cetera, et cetera. And this is, this seems to me to be more of a kind of a parallel to that so, so that people can actually uh, and touching on something in, uh, that you talked about earlier is shifting their mindset to, you know, looking at life from a perspective of planning for, you know, obviously college, huge expenses, buying, a, you know, buying, buying a home, huge expenses, having a child. Those of us who are parents, <laughs> those of us who are parents of multiple kids, you know, basically, what does it cost? Everything you have and everything you can borrow, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yes. And also planning for retirement, thinking about retirement. And, you know, it's never too early to start thinking about that. You know, when my kids were in their 20s, I tried to get them. Of course, they wouldn't listen to me. I tried to get them to do some kind of a 401k or something, because I know there's studies like if you start those in your 20s, by the time you're 50, you have millions of dollars just by putting a little bit of money. Of course, my kids didn't listen to me because why should they listen to me? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that's in the book, too. We're hoping that, you know, other people will listen to us. Other people's children maybe will listen to a, a neutral party. So those are the kinds of things that we're trying to educate people on that we find that are important that we've seen in our own lives. And, you know, you know, what do you do when you're buying your first car? How do you do that? Should you buy a brand new car? Or should you buy you, you know, a used car? 
previously owned cars, they call them today, but you know, whatever the case may be. So we have a lot of good tips in there and checklists. So I was inspired by seeing people not really understand how to manage their day-to-day money. It's their daily money, not their investments. We're not investment advisors. We're not accountants, but it's really learning how to handle your day-to-day money. And you know what? I also, you know, one of the things that we talk about in that book is having a six-month emergency fund, which so many young people don't know. I, I have someone I know that a young woman whose car was actually repossessed because she didn't make a bunch of payments and she didn't have an emergency fund and she just wasn't paying attention to anything. And I think, as we know, you know, at our old ages, that <laughs> what is it? Youth is wasted on the young. And, you know, we we're, we think it's not going to affect us. We've got time, but it's not true. You got to pay attention. So if, if I can tell a story to kind of reinforce that, because in, in, in my own world, I had heard back from when I was in my 20s, start putting away for retirement now, start, you know, start investing now, get, you know, at least three months, but as you say, six months of, of emergency money in, in play. And I just never did it. And, and um, we, had, we had a major financial fallout, you know, now 15 years ago, something like that. Um, and I still didn't actually, as we as we kind of rebuilt from that, I still didn't have that cushion set in play. And we had a couple of emergencies that we ended up having to borrow money, and 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 we were literally trying to get away from that, you know, the whole borrowing money thing. After you know, when you have your financial legs pulled out from underneath you, you you know, you start thinking about debt very very differently, right? So, um, <clears throat> so we had learned that lesson, but. Uh, we now have, it's literally taken several years, but we now have six months in the bank. Um, and and uh, I, the relief that I feel or the, 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 how much I can breathe now that I know that's the case, because if anything comes up, oh, you know, there's, there's a problem with the business, you know, we, we, there might be, you know, th- this might impact us, you know, uh, a job, you know, my wife works, you know, full-time, you know, as an employee, you know, if what happens if the job goes away or there's, you know, what happens if, as you, as you said, you know, the car, the car breaks down. What if there's a pandemic? What happens when there, when there's a pandemic? Exactly. Right. Right. So um, having, having, and and fortunately we haven't had to use it, but having that little, that, that cash nest, nest egg, uh, what it does for you emotionally is just huge because it's like, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming up on 60 and we haven't had that until just, just this last year or so. So it's, it makes, it makes a huge difference. Mark, I can totally relate. You know, I was in a situation where we didn't, my, who's my ex now, husband and I did not pay attention to our finances. I didn't have any emergency funds. I had a, we ended up filing for bankruptcy. I had to borrow money to pay the attorney to file for bankruptcy. That's how bad things were. I mean, I was lucky I didn't lose my house. That was the only thing that was exempt, but no, I know. And I really finally, it took me till I was in my mid fifties to learn from that experience to finally like get my act together, you know, and figure it out and know what I need to do. And it's only been hasn't been a long time where I've had that same emergency fund myself and it feels good. You know, if the oil burner breaks down or you need to do something, a big expense with your car or whatever the situation might be, it's nice to know that that money is there and you don't have to rob Peter to pay Paul or borrow. Which you exactly. Don't 
Exactly. And, and I do is this now that I learned and I really I think it's a really important thing that people can be doing personally is mm-hmm. when the money comes in, it goes into one account and then I figure out what the percentages are and I allocate that to the different accounts. And I actually even have a savings account that money goes to right off the top. So it goes to my taxes, you know, it goes to my own personal expenses, whatever the case may be. And my business, I put it into payroll. So, you know, that way I know that money is always there and it's a game changer for me. It really, I've been doing that for about five years and that's when I finally felt financially successful. So for somebody who hasn't been through, two things come up. One is, is that, so we're both speaking from experience, right? So I'm, I'm going to say that that's part of what inspired you was, you know, you lived through, you know, a major uh, financial uh, uh, collapse, if you want to call it that, or you know, a, a major thing, as, as, as did we. And, you know, please, if you're watching this, don't wait till you have this because it can happen to you. Believe me, it can happen to it, it can happen to you. But uh, I think we have to be us, proactive. We have to be you proactive. Got, you, you, got, you got to be proactive. But the but the but the the thing that 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 strikes me and I'm still struggling with is it just seems like so much work to have to you know I'm not used to doing it that way. I'm not yeah you know what do you mean I, I take it in and then and then I'm allocating. I I just want to you know, I've got all these bills that I got to pay, so let me just pay the bills and then if there's anything left over, then I'll put that aside, right? So that was the old way that that I used to work with it and I and I know that lots of people have that at one level or another. How do they get past that mindset and that shift to okay, it's going to take a little bit of discipline. And it sounds like maybe you can help them with that. Maybe you can maybe you can be their guide through that process, because once you're on the other side of it, it isn't painful. That's 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 what's been so, so valuable to me. It's like it's actually freeing to me to be able to actually know that, okay, I've got a check coming in and and where it's going to go and how much is going to be left over to play with rather rather than, you know, It's not not how much is going to be left over to play with. It's paying yourself first Mm. and you pay the bills. So when you take that money off the top and pay yourself what you need and want for your needs and wants, then the rest of it, you have to budget it. You have to figure out what's that percentage and take that money off the top and take that six month emergency uh, account off the top. So you have that money put away, you don't touch it. And then you're paying the bills and that way you're not living above your means either. You need to stay, you know, the credit card situation, don't charge anything on your credit card that you're not going to pay in full every month, you know, is a good rule of thumb to remember too. And, you know, that all goes to that too. So how much do I need for groceries? How much am I going to spend on a vacation this year? You know, put that money away and then, but first pay yourself and figure all of that other expenses out separately. So that's the part that gives me, I don't know, confidence. I know that. I'm paying right. myself first. I don't have to worry anymore. Before it was, if there was anything left, I'd pay myself first. And that way there wasn't always money to pay all the bills either. And and, and isn't it, isn't it fascinating? Again, it just keeps coming back to me. It's freeing, right? Yeah. It's, it, it's like, right. you know, when, when I sit down to pay the bills or I sit, you know, I, I get a check in or what, whatever the case may be, I don't have the anxiety anymore. Right. I, I, I know where I know where the money's going to go. I, you know, and I can see it was so rewarding to build that cushion. 
you know, it was just, it was like, you set a goal and, 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 and put away every month. And every time money came in, you know, there's the piece that went off the top to put, to, to put away that money. And so, it, and, and instead of it being, a, you know, well, I'd like a newer car, right? Well, that's hundreds of dollars a month that could be, you know, that could be, you know, made use of we can live with a car for another year you know we don't need to don't need to replace the car every three or four years as as an example so um it it just provides a free it provides a freedom um to me peace of mind and, and yes absolutely it's it, it, it's peace of mind so um so if you can't tell i'm actually inspired by what you do because <laughs> because i've gotten even though you haven't you know haven't worked with me in, in in my finances i know that what you teach through your book through your website and through and through your your engagement with clients is is about kind of getting them over that hump to shift that mindset right in in into one where if you'll if you'll add a little bit of discipline a little bit of planning makes all the difference in the world and unlike what you initially feel like is that it's taking away freedom you know so that i can just spend the money that you know the way that makes sense to me at the moment to now i know what's going on and that provides a tremendous amount of of as you say peace of mind so i think on. we have to take a look and see you know where did those money habits come from mm -hmm. and then try to change the narrative and try to change the story in your head and so that you think differently really is mindset, you know, and what are we teaching our children by example? Right. So that they see that we're, what we're doing, so they know what's, you know, the right way to do it. They're not going to listen to us, of course, all the time. Right. <laughs> but, you know, we just still need to show by example, the best learning tool. Ab absolutely. And and one other question that, that, that just comes up towards the end, because I've heard this so many times, I earn so I earn, I've earned the right to spend the way that I want to spend, right? Um, and this, whether it be doctors, lawyers, it doesn't matter. It, it, it's a business owner that that that's doing well. You you touched on it earlier. Living within our means, just because you've got a good cash flow, just because you've got you know a, a, you've got means, um, how is it shortcutting themselves if they have the mindset of? Well, I'm going to, you know, I've earned it. So I'm going to, I'm going to spend it on what I want to spend it on without really looking at their whole picture and, and kind of planning moving forward. Well, I think the most important thing with that is to keep in mind, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, especially if you're an employee of a company. Uh, you don't know if that, or even if you have your own business, you don't know. I mean, you know, pandemics happen. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. You could be thriving right now and you never know what's going to happen tomorrow or next week or next year down the road. So you really need to plan for that. You can't just run a business or run a household. Like I said before, I think running a household is like running a small business and you can't run it by the seat of your pants. You have to have a, an actual plan. I think that's important. And a lot of people don't realize that. You know, I think that you need to sit down with your partner you know, if you're married or in a relationship and, and have meetings like you do in a business and plan your finances and figure out, you know what, you want to take this amazing vacation, but can you do you really have the money for it? Yeah, it sounds great. And you feel like you work hard and you want it and you deserve it. But what's that going to do to your bottom line? Right. And, and is, it, is, is it literally going to shortcut you later? Right. right. So yeah. wonderful. 
So I did. Uh, thank you so much. Um, I'm I'm actually uh, thrilled uh, to have you as my first guest to you know to my podcast. I'm inspired by what you do, and and um, and I appreciate and that you've taken the time to, to to express it here. Do you have anybody that you'd like to give a shout out to that that you feel is 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 inspiring to you? Um, that might make a might make a great guest for for this show or for your upcoming show. Not to give away a <laughs> give away, put you on the spot, but uh, I know that you're considering getting getting started with your own uh, podcast and and stream. I'm definitely getting started with my own podcast. I've been procrastinating it a little because I'm excited and scared at the same time. To be perfectly honest, but yeah, uh, no, you know what? So one of the people who's actually in video socials is Stephanie Chalofsky, and she's a, an organizer, a home office, home and office organizer. And I think she'd be a great uh, guest for me and for you too, because she really gets it. And for me, it's really she compliments what we do too. Mm. And, you know, you really need to keep your papers in, in order and, you know, or know what you need to keep. People keep papers forever. They don't know what they need and what they don't need. And so that's a really great service that you offer. So I think she'd be a great guest. And she's sure. smart and articulate. I, I happen to agree. So, <laughs> so shout out to Stephanie Shalovsky. And uh, well, listen, Judy, thank you so much. Um, good luck on your on, on your book. Uh, there'll be links below. I'm I'm sure. Is uh, what is what is going to be the best way for them to 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 get your latest book, as an example? Well, the book the launch is May 10th, so okay. there will be information on our website. If they get our newsletter, they'll get links like that. We're you know blasting it all over social media. It's on mm -hmm. you know we're on LinkedIn, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook for business. So it's all over that. Uh, and, you know, they can reach out to me. They can reach out to me at Judy at JudithHeff.com if they want some more information on it. But I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be great. I'm co-authoring it, actually, with my CFO, Liz Levy. We worked on oh. it together. And uh, she comes from, you know, she's younger than I am, and she has teenagers. And so she has a different perspective, too. When Absolutely. I had my teenagers, things have changed since I had my teenagers. <laughs> so it's really, it was a good collaboration. And she wrote, we wrote different chapters. And so it's it's really coming together. Wonderful. So it's judithheft.com. Yes. And and the and the name of the company if somebody's looking for you on Heft Associates and Associates. Heft and Associates. Terrific. Judith Heft and Associates. Judith Heft and Associates, my apologies. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. No, they'll find it either way. Terrific. Judy, thank you. And I hope to see everybody back to the next time that we do another inspiring business podcast. Again, I'm Mark, you, Mark Bullock. I appreciate Thank you. it. It's a pleasure being here. Uh, it was a pleasure having you. Absolutely. And again, I'm Mark Bullock, the co-founder of videosocials.net, of phoneblogger.net, and of video interview podcast services or VIP services. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks, Mark. <laughs>